This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie Wallace. What's up, friends? We have a very special guest here today, Miss Peyton. Hello. Oh, my gosh, guys. But before we get into what we're talking about today, from the bottom of our hearts, extending so much gratitude. Thank you so much. We know you lead such busy lives. We're appreciative that you choose to spend this time with us. Um... We're going to start this episode by saying that if you are uncomfortable with certain words about the female anatomy, if pussy is an issue for you, <laughs> then you probably want to go ahead and skip this episode. Um, but this is a very potent, empowering one um, where we are going to talk to, I'm just going to dub you the pussy princess herself. Oh my God, I'm honored. It's so good. Um, let's get into it. So y'all, since July, when we went to the Mary Magdalene feast day, which inspired a whole course of podcasts and topics yes, for us, yes. um, we have been talking about Peyton and how much we wanted to get oh. her to Fort Worth and get her on this podcast. So we could really move into a lot of the really powerful work that you do. Um, some of which we have experienced and a lot of which we're, you know, still experiencing because the work that you do is so inspiring to me um, because women so desperately need this connection to their bodies and their essence. And there is this mystery of the pussy that um, even as somebody who's been on the planet for four plus decades, like I super struggle with this sometimes. So I'm just really grateful that you're here. Both are so, so excited that you're in the studio. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'd really like to start with your story and how your work has evolved to where it is today. I know that's a deep one. Yeah, I'm like, what's my story? Can you elaborate? Well, I would say that... Um, where Peyton's specialties kind of lie, as far as my observations are, is that you work so much in uh, sexuality, sexual healing, and getting women embodied again and in touch with their sexual essence, you know, and what a gift and how powerful that is. But like all medicine workers and light workers, like you don't come to that kind of gift without having had life experience that got you there. Yeah. Right. So what shifted you into this space where now you're doing so much wonderful work? Um, I guess I also want to point this out too. Peyton's also a brilliant artist, like visual artist, um, so many different mediums and they all, um, that your work kind of integrates together, you know? So whether you're working with women in like healing trauma and sexual trauma and sexual healing, you're also doing it in this really beautiful, artistic, expressive way. That, With photographs or painting yeah, or... Like, yeah. how did all of this come together in alchemy where now this is the work that you get to do it? Mm. Okay, well, before I share 
my story, um, I just want to give like a, a proper trigger warning that I, I do talk about sexual assaults and rape and sex work. And um, if, if that's uncomfortable or, or not where you're at right now, please exit the episode. Um, yeah, because I, I believe that for us to like heal, we really need to like talk about things unfiltredly. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I share about them in a, a bit unfiltered way. I say things like pussy. So yeah, um, my journey into the work I do now, I mean, I've always been like an artist. So that's kind of just always been like a thing and never like professionally or like pursuing it or like thinking, oh, I'm going to do this when I grow up. I was just kind of doing it, you know, and um then I got into college and I moved out of my parents' house and like it was a very abusive environment I had moved from and within three weeks of moving out, I got kicked out of the place I moved into and then I was homeless and didn't have any of my shit, my keys, anything. Wow. And um, I ended up uh, getting into sex work that way because I was like, okay, I need to make money like super fast, like super fast. And I, I had a friend who told me that she was a stripper and, and she made a lot of money. And I was like, I hit her up. I was like, hey, girl. I was like, I need to make some money. And like, I was like, oh, I'm interested in what you're doing. Like, can I come? Will you like show me the ways? And so I drive over to her house and, you know, she like puts me up in a skimpy outfit and then we go to the strip club they hire me and um yeah I, the first night I made like 20 bucks the the next next day I went back and made 900 dollars in a couple hours and I was like okay like, all right <laughs> like, hey, so, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's not to like glamorize stripping at all um there's definitely like there was like a light side to it like a, a a part of me that like resurrected where I was like, damn, I'm the shit. I got a lot of confidence in my body and I felt really sexually empowered. And then there was another part of it that was like really degrading, really, I, I went really against like my values and, um, mm. yeah. So there was a point where that work became kind of toxic for me. I got really into alcohol. I was really like, I just wanted out of it and the universe kind of pushed me out. Um, I was sexually assaulted the last, the last night I ever stripped, like that night I was sexually assaulted, not by anyone at the club, but like I, that was like a, that led to like my spiritual awakening. Like mm -hmm. I was already kind of in the process of waking up, but that was like, you're woke now, like, <laughs> or awakened. And, um, nine days later I did ayahuasca for the first time. Wow. And, nine days later. Yeah. And it was like, it was like it was intense. Like I had been like hospitalized and stuff from the rape. Oh, okay. And, and that was just like so dark night of the soul for me, like to like do ayahuasca after that and just be like, whoa, this really happened to me. And like, holy shit. And like, then there was like a three year period where I just sat with a lot of plant medicine, like, uh, went through a lot of changes, shaved my head and all you know just really went through a lot of like release so to bring it kind of like full circle mm. of like okay where does my work come from comes from integrating that because I was kind of like shit man I'm an artist I don't like doing art because I was like resentful to it and like 
yeah, it was like, uh, you know, our sexual energy and our creative energy is the same. It's like all yes. coming from the same place. Yes. So it was very confrontational to me to like paint. I'd be like, I was just so like with myself in it and it was so uncomfortable for so long. Well, because so, it was like all that womb space. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I kind of realized that I needed to make a lot of ugly art, shitty art, just throw paint, just like, like work out my emotions. And, uh, through that process, I came out with the art of sexual healing, which is something I did prior to COVID. It was like a monthly women's workshop where we'd all get together and paint and dance and like just kind of explore our sexual healing. And I would take them through like shadow work and then bring them into light work and, and it was very beautiful offering and, and there's kind of, it's kind of just been expanding from there. Like the, the pandemic for me, was actually quite a blessing for me to just go full on in my work. I was like, well, there's all these things I want to do and I don't have a job anymore. So I'm just going to do all these things I want to do. And it was just, um, yeah, just, that's kind of how it all came to be. It was just throwing myself into it and, and sharing it with others. Uh, through my own process. Which has led to your latest offering, which is the Pussy Portal. Yes. Of which I'm a member and just getting into um, the work because you're going to do a live uh, like session on it. What's it start? January? Uh, yeah, January 11th. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Well, because Laurie and I intended on doing it together, but right as you were giving that offering was like, Disney mode time and all my money went to that. And so, yeah, but January, that's around my birthday. It's my birthday's the 13th. Yeah. I might it's the new year to gift I've, myself a yeah. little pussy portal. So <laughs> when we went to the Mary Magdalene day was the first time that I got a chance to meet you and mm -hmm. work with you. And I had, I, I wasn't following you on socials. I didn't know who you were besides the fact that we bought tickets to this really cool thing. And I've talked about you on the podcast before that like everything that you would experience in that retreat, you like felt it with all of you, you know, like it was, you had completely embodied responses from everything to like having a sip of tea to <laughs> hearing somebody's reflection about something like you just emoted so much pleasure and joy out of every experience. And I was like, I have got to work with this woman, you know, like, <laughs> because I want to feel things so deeply in me that I have yes. to like moan with pleasure because it feels so good. Yeah. I want to be in the experience, you know, fucking strawberries all day, all like day. Peyton. Yes. <laughs> Where it's like, mm. oh my God. Oh my God. Like, you know, I'm like, yes, bitch. Yes. Like I'm into this for all of our badass ladies club episodes for all the work that Jessica and I have done and trying to like trust our instincts and like move into a brand and a company that we can be proud of. Like it was one of those moments where I was like, I've done so much work and I have so much more work to do, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just so beautiful to recognize that and be excited about it. Because I think before when we were talking about like healing journeys and attracting teachers that you need in your life. Like sometimes when I'd have those moments of I have so much more work to do, it would almost feel like kind of shameful mm. or like, Oh, I thought I had come so far and now like, but it wasn't like that. It was just like such a breath of fresh air and uh, such a beautiful light to be able to see you like fully have these experiences. But I know that took work for you to, 
yeah, like be so in tune with yourself that you can experience things at that level. I just think that's beautiful. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I want to say the work never ends. Yeah. I just, yeah, the just for everyone out there, my my roommate slash best friend is 76 years old and he's always like, it never ends, just so you know. Like, <laughs> I'm still working on my shit. Yeah. So there's that piece. And um, I just thought, thought it was cute to speak to thinking about him and um as far as like being sensitive and sensitizing myself that's been like uh yeah just a a journey of of just like letting myself fully feel like my emotions I feel like that's a really good place to start like not (laughs) numbing out and like like you know scrolling on your phone or like watching tv when you're feeling like "Mm, like I really like yeah like um it's hard. It's hard to speak to because some. It has kind of like it, I'm learning to embrace it as like a superpower. This like super sensitivity that I have because it's also like I also feel like the bad things like like very right. intensely. Yeah, like, yeah. And like you know, like say like someone's like like I'm so sensitive to things like like cigarettes or something like that, and I I can just like smell them from like mole. I'm like someone's smoking a cigarette. They're like, how can you smell that? <laughs> I'm like, dude. Like there's things going on here. I can just like feel a lot of energy. So I feel the pleasure and equally I feel the grief and I feel the pain. And like, it's like, so when you're opening yourself up to sensation, you kind of have to be ready to like feel it all. And that, I think Mm -hmm. that's where people don't get to experience pleasure because they're afraid to go into their pain or their grief or their sorrow. But like, really they're two sides of the same coin like it's like like your grief can be pleasurable that can be like a a very powerful like release for you like if you let yourself go into those things I love that reflection only because in any of like the conversations we've had about feelings or for feeling and how long you know we just like stuffed it or like compartmentalized it and put it over here because it was inconvenient like to feel it um, that, yeah, like it's that shadow and light conversation, you know, like that there's only one with the other and that being sensitive, um, yeah, like shunned, you mm-hmm. know, like that I worked a whole lot of years to make myself and yeah. to make myself hard, um, until I realized that like being tough and hard was hurting me in a way that like only I could fix and that learning to be sensitive again is a process, you know, like, and yeah. Right. Well, because softness and tenderness is looked at as weakness a lot. And, uh, we spent a lot of years stuffing that part of ourselves. No doubt about it. Um, okay. So let's move into, I want to talk about sexual healing, sexual trauma in this conversation about how little women are taught about their bodies, um, how little we're taught about our anatomy and how old most of us get before we're really like, hmm, about this amazing portal vortex that I walk around with between my legs, you know, like Mm -hmm. that. um, And I think that a lot of women come to it um, by means of like either learning to have sex or childbirth a lot of times gets you real familiar, you know, like, but then you work with ladies like me where I've never had a child, you know, and that 
working with the medicine, the womb space, and that whole like sexual energy piece is kind of new to a girl like me. And that that is such a shame, you know, like that I want, and I don't know how, when Jessica and I were talking about like doing an episode like this, we were both like, we need Peyton (laughs) because we really Mm -hmm. can't, like, it's just not our area of expertise, even though I have so much value around it. So I imagine that when you talk to women about the pussy portal or they want to know more about it and they want to um, experience that, that there is a lot of first timers like me where like even just saying the word pussy is, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very triggering. So, yeah. so what's the question? The question is, <laughs> I know it's a big question. Um, what it means to get women in touch with their pussy. Start there. Like mm. that is. Well, hmm, I, I feel like the wording of that's still like not striking. Vague. What it means, like what it means to our collective, like like women like as a whole, what it means to me, like what it means. Well, you started this container because you saw value, yeah, in reconnecting with yeah. your own essence, I would imagine. And then out of that, wanted to share that you know, with people because you knew that it had value. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like just what that, um, what that process is like, because I also want for people that are listening and watching right now to have an idea of what the pussy portal is like Mm -hmm. and why they would want to participate. Yeah. Well, I create, I created this offer. Honestly, it was like God led, like it was just like this never ending, like ping until like I was able to, to like birth it and do it. Like it just, oh, I would always be journaling like, yeah, the pussy portal, the pussy portal. And like, it was just kind of like, it was just like something I was like meant to bring through, but I didn't fully even understand. Uh, And honestly, I'm still like learning to understand it. It was almost Mm -hmm. like, I'm just like the channel for the work to come through because I've cultivated certain gifts. I've taken myself through the journey, but I get a lot of healing through other people's healing. So like when I'm able to like help other women just like see themselves as like magical and feel empowered and feel in their body and like connect to their pleasure or their artistry, like that stuff just like fills me up so much. And on like a, a grander scheme or collective scheme, like I feel like, like there's a lot of suppression of the feminine and it's manifested in such unhealthy ways for our whole planet like if we look at the way the earth is treated and the way women are still being treated across the globe if we could talk about like Iran and stuff Mm -hmm. and like that suppression like women like dying for their expression like I just feel like it's important that we like liberate ourselves like the more we can like liberate and feel empowerment and this goes for like men too like men also like need to be empowered and like in their like healthy masculinity it's not just like a war against like men and women but like it's like like we need to come into balance because we are living so unsustainably and so unhealthily in our society and in our planet and like it's it's got to come into balance or like we're not going to make it as a human species and I'm not trying to be like 
heavy no and stuff but like i really believe that and so the pussy portal for me is just such a small like it's like my contribution to that but like it's 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 like shamanism like and painting and like like pussy magic and like like healing all just like weaved together like it's it's being able to take women through the discomfort and like bring them into like their how do you say this like their oracular abilities like Mm -hmm. their ability to see and channel and receive and connect with their intuition and like that plays a big role in your whole life like if you can be connected to your intuition and to your expression like like that carries through in every area of your life. It's not just like you're not there just to paint a portrait of your pussy so that you feel empowered. It's like you're there to like literally like like liberate your entire expression. Yeah. And like that's what I believe it God. is. Damn. <laughs> that's <Ditto>. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I just um coming from a Catholic background. You know, like there's just so much shame around our bodies mm-hmm. um, societally and growing up um, that like, I don't know, men just get to whip it out fucking anywhere, yeah. you know, and like there's just so much shame with like the female body that I don't know. I don't know if that's like just me. I don't think it is because I've talked to plenty of women who feel that way um, that we're taught to like hide. And, you know, it's like this. Now that I'm like in my mid thirties, it's this weird balance, like looking at my body. I have so much more love and appreciation for my body, particularly my pussy. But, um, than I did back then. And so I feel so much love and appreciation as like my body is a temple. So I'm super aware and careful of who I extend that energy to. And I also think there's a lot of liberation in women being promiscuous and, you know, like expressing that or you know, like whatever works for you, as long as it's consensual and it's safe, you know, that like, I think that there's so much beauty in either way you want to do it. Like whether you're super careful with who you spend your time with, or if you're just out there spending time with whoever (laughs) that like, I don't know. I think that, um, either way, it's just really cool. Whatever works for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think about things like what kind of decisions would I have made differently Mm. as a young woman? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had I been exposed to this uh, sacred, divine, feminine approach to my body? And it's not for lack of people having tried to extend some of that to me. You know, like I even remember conversations in my mid-teens, you know, and when I was in high school, maybe with like my mom or, you know, with other women in my family where I could see that they were like trying. (laughs) But when you're that age, you know, and you're like horrified to have uh, talks of a sexual nature like that with your family, especially you're just like, no, 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 no. But I wasn't 
ready yet. And that I find it so fascinating that like we hit that sex drive age uh, when we're so ill-equipped with how to um, hold it sacred, you know? And that I definitely had like this window of time where it was a freaking free for all, you know? And Mm -hmm. it was so empowering and, and you, and I learned so much about like how to get what I want and manipulation and Mm. what it meant to sell my body for whatever outcome, you know, like that not all, um, not all sex is sex work. And a lot of times it is transactional, you know, and that it, I had a lot of transactional sex when I was young and growing that I don't like actively regret today. I just wonder how different it would have been. Right. Would you have made a different choice? Yeah. And that if we're talking about like sexual trauma and um, that I have a lot of, I don't know, I guess maybe some of it is regret and definitely like traumatic because of the way I treated my body, not because Mm. of the way other people treated my body, you know, like that I can look back on it and be like, oh yeah, like that probably wasn't very loving, you know, like to my pussy and that I have a lot of, um, work to do to repair a lot of this respect and love and value that I have for her. Mm -hmm. Even giving her a pronoun is uncomfortable and weird to me, you know, (sighs) like that I'm still getting so used to her energy as yeah. Like her own entity, her own. Yeah. Like that, that is, but I love it. Yeah. You know, like I'm really into it. So yeah, I, I think about that a lot. And then I think Mm -hmm. about Adelaide. I know. You know, and like what it's going to be like when Adelaide's 17. Yeah. I think about that a lot. And how Having much. a little girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how much the way we relate to our bodies or talk about our bodies around her or any of those things are going to make an impression on how she works with her body in the future, you know? Mm. And that, yeah, I'm just really fascinated by that whole conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I have a lot of reading to do. I definitely want to read. Pussy, rec- pussy reclamation. There you pussy go. reclamation. Yeah, yes. everyone listening, you should read it. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I. Well, because in raising a little girl, I mean, obviously, there's a time and a place when she's older for all these conversations. I just so badly, my hope for her is to not feel shame around her body and to feel empowered and strong in her decisions. And I so badly want her to make good decisions, you know, and, but I don't know a single woman on this earth that looks back at their sexual journey and say, I've made all all great decisions. decisions. (laughs) You know, and like, like, I don't know the rebel in me, like, you you could have probably told me some shit as a teenager, but I'd probably be rebellious anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like some things you have to learn the hard way. Like I, I hate to say it. Like I like know. I like I don't think I could be as like powerful as I am, uh, as like an artist or like a healer or anything if like I hadn't like gone through the shit. Right. But I'm also like yeah, that's a part of why I'm trying to like spread the good news. I'm like, hey, you don't have to do what I did, because like, that shit sucked. And um, it was it was intense, you know. 
One of the things that you've been really passionate about and shared a lot with us about is uh, Yoni steaming. <gasps> I want to talk about Yoni and steaming. And we did this too. at the was, Mary Magdalene Feast yes. Day. Um, but Yoni steaming is like your jam. It's my jam. So let's talk about, about it. I literally just went pee and I was like, man, I want Yoni steaming. Yeah. Too. <laughs> like, I like I didn't Yoni steam. Like I have it in a minute. I was like, oh, it's time. Actually, I Yoni steamed like two weeks ago. <laughs> like, like, I, mean, I had a whole Yoni steam party. <laughs> like, what am I talking about? <laughs> so for our listeners who maybe are not Explain. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. familiar with a Yoni steam, what's that Yoni like? steaming is where you sit or squat over a pot of hot herbs, like like water with herbs that are have healing benefits for your pussy or your body and they can be absorbed that way. So it can help you like for me in particular, I'll just share a little bit of my journey with Yoni steaming. I had vaginismus really bad. So I had like this, like a whole bunch of issues that just like went, were going on in my female reproductive organs and my vagina, like infections, like, like very chronically. And, um, that was the result of just like, having like childhood memories come up that I had suppressed and I was just like, it was just a lot for my body. Like my body reacted like, so vaginismus is basically like where your vagina is like super contracted. So like, if this was like your normal vagina, mm. this is like, it's just like, oh, like wow. tense. Like if okay. you're just like squeezing your muscles yeah. and like nothing could get in there. I couldn't get a finger inside myself, like nothing. Wow. And so I started this ritual, uh, my one of my friends gave me the guidance. She was like, "Try yoni steaming for thirty days." She's a nurse, and I like it. Just became like my ritual. Like I would like light candles and sit in front of the mirror and got myself a little setup, which is basically just like a portable toilet seat and like a pot of herbs and yeah, yeah like you like it. To me, it's like one of the most gentle forms of penetration I could receive. Like it's like a warm kiss from Mother Earth. She's just like. <laughs> Like, and, and so she, yeah, like the herbs kind of helped my body, like start to relax and it helped me to like build safety and uh, like have like a relationship with my pussy. Cause like feeling like the warm steam, like come into your body in such a gentle way, like so healing and like it, it can help you with a lot of different things. Like, um, you can use different herbs for different benefits or different effects, like, um, like you could do things like blue lotus for dreaming uh, or rose. We did rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just did rose, I think, on the the retreat. But I like you like it's good to like if you're starting out to like buy blends because because certain herbs can kind of be drying for your pussy. Some are hydrating, some are disinfectant. So depending on like the what you want, like having blends is nice because it kind of like make sure to like make sure your pussy's not getting dried out like while you're yoni steaming and stuff and you can also in intuitively do it by like, getting a bunch of different herbs for different reasons um but yeah i've used it mostly to like yeah like uh fight infections like if i ever feel like i might be getting an infection just because like i've been prone to them because of my healing journey and um yeah, just rewiring thought patterns and stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's when I do it or like, or it can help to, st uh, start your period or to ease menstrual cramps. Like 
has a lot of benefits. Um, well, so my, my next question was one, is there like a timeline around how often it is okay or safe to do it? Because I want to say you guys said it's not it's, recommended. It's not recommended if you on have a period. Yeah. Not on your period or if you have an IUD. Okay. Yeah. So other than that, I feel like it's pretty frequent. Like, I don't know. I do it intuitively and I did it like 30 days consecutively minus okay. my period. And the reason you don't want to do it on your period is because it'll increase the blood flow too much. You'll like lose too much blood too quickly. And that's also kind of, I guess, why how it helps start your period too. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And I think okay. if you're pregnant too, don't do it okay. um, as yes. well because yeah. it can like cause contractions or something like that. Gotcha. Well, I had never tried it until well, we did it in July. And let me tell you, I could have sat there all night. No doubt. It's, like I was a little a sad when you guys were like, okay, we're done. I was like, no, <laughs> give me more. I also haven't done it since. And I don't know why. Like I, sh I need I to like prioritize that a little yeah, bit. And it's like, such yeah. a good, such a good ritual. Okay. So I love Yoni steaming. One of the other things that you have taught um, us about that's really fascinating to me is de-armoring. Mm-hmm. Not a word I had ever heard or Same. knew was a thing at all. So talk to us about de-armoring. Okay. <laughs> well, so de-armoring is basically the act of removing the armor. But in this case, I'm referring to like the armor around your pussy. So we hold, uh, you know, kind of like in your shoulders, like, like how we need to like massage your shoulders. Like women hold tension, memories, trauma in their pussy. And that's where most of it's stored, like, you know, like in your hips and in your yoni and in the womb. But um, basically de-armoring, I'm like trying to articulate it. No, what you're doing this? great. <laughs> um, it's basically like massaging those, that tension and trauma out of your vagina, like, like just like you would your shoulders and stuff and, and mapping it out. Like yoni mapping is the act of literally mapping your whole entire vagina so if you're like watching the video like like if this was like your vagina like this would be the outside like de-armoring like you would just like and yoni mapping you'd go around and you just kind of very lightly like press and i use a de-armoring wand which i forgot to bring sure. but it's basically like it's super long so like your your wrist doesn't have to like bend and it's got this like curve to it oh, cool. which the curve for me helped me like realize i had numbness on the left side of my vagina which i didn't know about it was so the way the curve was i was like what's going on here and i like pulled it out i was like oh that was like touching the whole left side of my vagina <laughs> like and i had no idea like it was crazy so you can you go literally all the way around like all the way down to your cervix like just like in a circle and you just press it out and you can like like really stay with the spot if you have like a knot in your in your yoni you can really press on it but like it's not just like massaging like de-armoring is also your breath and your noise and mm. stuff and that's probably why I moan a lot because I <laughs> <laughs> there, like before I ever de-armored, I just practiced the breath for a while. Like, um, so like, like if you're going to breathe all the way down to your pussy, just like, <sighs> just let a noise out every single time. It's not always a moan. Sometimes it's a growl and like, you can just practice that breath before you ever de-armor and your throat and your, your pussy are connected. 
And so like the noise, that's why we as women also make noise when we like are having sex. Like moaning is actually like a part of like opening ourselves to receive more pleasure and like mm. softening and relaxing and stuff. So like throat healing and pussy healing go like hand in hand. So it's important to like connect. So it's wild. Yeah. So it's important to like Tell connect your, your breath <laughs> and your sound while you're de-armoring. So like, like really take your time with it. Like, like, like each point just. <sighs> what's that spot sound like some of mm. them just don't sound good yeah. they sound like you have an exorcism or right yeah, like yeah. it's like and that's okay and like and sometimes it's like you might have emotional releases mm. it can be extremely uncomfortable especially if you're like someone who has like had sexual trauma or like like when I was healing through vaginismus it was kind of like a frustrating the some of it was frustrating for me sometimes because like my pussy would not give me a yes to like you know, go inside. And so I'd have to just stay on the outside, which is totally okay. At this point, I'm just kind of like, okay, girl. <laughs> like you ain't ready. Like, but that was like a whole process. Like I'd get so emotional just like realizing how many times like I had just like bypassed that and just like gone for it. And I've, I've inflicted my own traumas in a lot of cases, oh. like just like kind of wanting the quick orgasm and just not taking the time because like really I believe our pussy is really slow she's like like and even like there's don't quote me on this but there's been like scientific studies and stuff that are like women take like 45 minutes to like really truly be open so and so like even before you like get into like the armoring and going into your pussy like just your whole body just rubbing it down just relaxing and like like building a space for you to like really like open and receive that connecting with your, your breath and your, your voice. And well, that was the other part about Yoni steaming when we did it was you really encouraged us to like do that, you know, like to massage, massage and touch ourselves and, your and, and yeah, like, like I never fucking do that at home, you know? And mm. like, it was such a powerful experience to look around in that circle of women at all these beautiful different bodies and there was no judgment and it was just like, I felt so free mm. and it was just beautiful. And so I know we're talking about de-armoring, no, but no, like the massaging like, with the yoni steaming and everything, it, it was just, hand hand, yeah, it, it was a really beautiful ritual that I never allow myself to do because probably because it goes back to shame and like, you know, feeling weird about doing that kind of stuff, you know? Well, and there was something that you said when you and I talked about de-armoring for the first time that I thought was so fascinating and it did kind of come around this conversation of like consent from mm. your pussy, you know, mm. that like, yes, I'm ready to do this. Yes, you can enter, you know, like, and I don't remember exactly how you said it, but it was this idea that like, I, I'm not looking for any outcome from you. Yeah, Like I don't yeah. need to have an orgasm. I don't need to have, like, I don't need anything from you. I'm just here to like, be present with you and mm -hmm. honor you and hold. And that, that was such a revolutionary idea for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need anything from you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I should. Yeah, that's a good point. Like when dearmoring, like I usually that's kind of like separate for me from masturbation. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like like dearmoring is just like literally like I'm going in to like like really like massage and like connect with my body and like yeah, I'm totally like not even trying to like have an orgasm or expecting that in any way. Like, and that changes it so much. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of pressure off because it's just like it's just like okay, like oh yeah, I'm just like massaging Mm that's that spot and. Um, oh, there's something else I want to say. I'm like, that's like, right on the edge. Yeah, yeah. It was just there. It was just the there. Dang it. Um, I have not mapped my entire vagina in this de-armoring way, but just the little bit that I have gotten started, I am fascinated by the, just the extent of my body that I was not fully connected to in the way that I am. And I remember, like, I don't know, I guess it was, like, in the early 80s or whatever, mid-80s, when women started to, like, look at their vaginas with mirrors. That's what I was, I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because I was like, yeah, actually, I, you know, you know, if all this is sounding intimidating, like, literally, just look at your pussy. Like, hello, gorgeous. Like, good morning. (laughs) Like, how are you? Just check her out. Because, like, like, that's. That's been so healing for me because I'm like, oh, I, I see. It really is a temple. It like looks like an entrance to yes. a temple. <laughs> yeah, it totally looks like the entrance to a temple. Like I, I just, I see it so clearly, and it's so, it's so beautiful to me to like de-armor and, and even like play with myself yeah. and like look at it. I'm like, wow, this is gorgeous. <laughs> like, and I didn't always think that. Like I remember, like some of the first thoughts that ever entered my mind around my pussy was like someone I remember it was in middle school first time I looked at my pussy and someone had said that like women's vaginas look like an open wound okay and that was like some of my first imprints and I like went and like and if you think how symbolic that is too like I was like I've thought about that so much and just been like whoa I remember like going my my dad had this like one of those like sliding mirror doors mm. like in his room and like he was gone. I like went in his room, looked at my vagina, and was like, Yeah, like it it does. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's like red and stuff, you know, like and um yeah, so like to like have this kind of like kind of like like feel of it before and just like not feeling like right. oh it's so looks young. right and like yeah. yeah, like I always wondered like like when I was younger, I'd be like, Does my pussy look right? like does it look right and yeah so then I as an artist I also like learned about like Quodeshka like this this book I have um it's like all these sexual teachings and stuff but it has like all it has like the nine major archetypes of pussies and stuff and that was like super healing for me like to be like oh there's all these different kinds of pussies like there's just so many different kinds like different different labia styles different way the lips fold like different like placement of the clitoris like it's just like totally totally different they're all like little flowers to me like how I wonder like how long it took you to look at it and shift from the like oh it's like an open wound to oh my gosh this is fascinating and beautiful and because I know, like, in my own experience, it's taken me a minute to, like, yeah, get used to the idea of looking at it and not having that, like, precondition, this is bad or this isn't the way it's supposed to look, you know? And so many of us, like, I think about, um, 
there was a Netflix thing where they showed like 27 different labias on camera, you know, on purpose because nobody had ever shown, maybe it was on Goop, because nobody had ever shown that many before. And they wanted to like break the record and show women like, this is how many different versions we can look at, you know, and see and how empowered, like it, it went viral, you know, and women were like, I've never seen one that looked like mine until I saw all of these different images, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was so reaffirming and validating to them that like they were normal or beautiful, you know, that we're just taught that it's not a pretty thing to look at when in actuality is the most beautiful thing Mm -hmm. in the world to look at. But it takes a minute to reprogram your brain to accept that, you know? Yeah. I, I just want to like say on on this topic that, uh, the porn industry only represents like 1% of vaginas of pussy. And, uh, that's like really problematic for both men and women Mm -hmm. because yeah, I've definitely like, I've definitely like heard of men shaming women and like women wanting to get like surgeries and stuff or like to like, like change the appearance of their pussy. And like, that's just like, so just ouch to me I'm just like damn like that's so unfortunate like that these these people are all like getting their education from porno like that's just so tragic to me like it's just not an accurate representation of like pussy or like how sex is right a lot of things like all of it so yeah that might slightly off topic no no I am totally I want everyone to know (laughs) your pussy's beautiful no matter what it looks like um can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. I also, I also feel like this is a little bit of like where the painting kind of comes in too, because mm-hmm. like painting my pussy for me was just like, I would be like, oh, it kind of looks like a rose, or like you know that 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 kind of helps shift things too for me. Right, just going like, from an open wound to a rose is like yeah, quite the yeah, quite yeah. alchemy. Yeah, alchemy, yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. So like painting painting your pussy and like doing it in like a like the way I do it is like kind of like visionary and like kind of psychedelic in a way, yeah. like, but still realistic. It's just like that that's helped me like really like see myself differently, like through channeling these artworks around pussy and like seeing like Mother Mary as a pussy and just things yeah. like that. Just like it's just like, wow, that's like that's so beautiful. And like you spend a lot of time with it when you're painting it. Like that's also part of the pussy portals like you're like you're spending like you're dedicating like hours to your pussy right could you talk a little bit about how the rose and your pussy are like correlated together like the symbolism of yeah. the rose yeah yeah well it's it's the the quote that's coming into my head's from like a song it's like you, you can't what, what a rose blooms when it's ready and mm-hmm. stuff like that kind of goes symbolically with like not entering before you're ready, before you've bloomed, like allowing yourself to shed. Like there's so much symbology within like rose and pussy, like, like, like in your menstrual, like when all the petals are like dying and falling and like that's creating richness and soil for you to go through a whole nother cycle for the month. And Mm. yeah, there's different color roses too. Like all the different colors have different symbology as well. Like, like, I, I work a lot with roses as like like a medicine or like a teacher and stuff. And so like like white to me is like the innocence and 
and pinks just like like compassion and like mm, that one that one's like a mix between like the white and the red it's just mm-hmm. like a sweet little middle ground and um like erotic innocence and yeah red's like passion and mm-hmm. like fire and like red power like blood that's why yeah. I red <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so hmm, what else Thorns, oh my god, honor the thorns, man. Like if your pussy's a no, she's a no. Like honor that. Like <laughs> yeah, love it. Like I really like to tell that to my lovers too. Like, like just like empowering myself too. Like like even before anything sexual happens, I'm like, if it's a no, it's like a fucking no. Like Right. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just really let letting her open and stuff and not rushing the process, like giving her the 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 watering and stuff, like Yoni's tea, yeah. <laughs> and like you know, just like building that relationship and like like because you can't just like leave a rose without water or without sunlight, and you know the sunlight could be looking at it in the mirror and like you know just nurturing that relationship and yeah. letting it go through its cycle. I just had like a total memory hit me while you were talking through about a friend of mine that I used to, when I was young, like we grew up together and I went to her house and I was like staying the night. I was probably like six or seven years old. And she was running around her room without pants on like the next morning after we woke up. And I was so like appalled that she was running around without (laughs) pants on. Six year old Laurie's like like, Judge Judy over here. Um, I was like, wait a minute. And so when I asked her like, why aren't you wearing panties? Like what is going on? And she was like, Oh, well, you got to let it breathe, you know, like, like this was just a normal thing for her that, and you know, she had an older sister. She was like, that's so beautiful. Amazed. And after that, I remember I would never like do it around my house like she was, but in my own bedroom with the door closed, I would just walk around with no pants on, you know, with this idea that it was important to let it breathe. You know, I haven't thought about that since I was a child. Like it just hit me. Um, but yeah, she needs light. She needs air. She needs sun. Like all of it. I yes. It. That please, is so awesome. Please wear breathable clothing, guys. Yeah. Or no underwear days, like with a dress. Cause like. So good. She does need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've been going through a whole thing with that too, where I've got real sensitive to fat. Like mm-hmm. recently, like, like I already, I like, I knew I had the awareness, but like re- recently, like my sensitivity, like up leveled, which so I have like my psychic abilities but like my 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 pussy was like only silk and organic cotton and like i was like oh you want that $40 like, right, underwear like, yeah, you girl. want that yeah. like real good good like <laughs> yeah i was like yeah i also like this conversation about like how every way that you want to look at your pussy or care for your pussy is like entirely up to you mm-hmm. um I have been Brazilian waxing for 14 years, I guess. There's been some times here or there where I like fell off the wagon for several months. But like in general, since the very first time I did it, I was like, this is me. You know, like I loved it when I was having sex, when I wasn't having whatever, like it didn't matter. It really was like a personal thing. But I also know that there's a lot of people. Oh, no, I could never. I would never do that. I would never do it. And that there is this thing about like regular care, I guess, that it kind of puts into practice where like it's a, it's like 
getting my nails done. It's like, and I think because we're from the beauty industry, you know, like that was available to me through all of my career and that women taking time to like care for, because I wax, I have to exfoliate. I have to, you know, like it puts Mm -hmm. other things into the process of like caring for the way that I like my pussy to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that that's really empowering. And I remember when that was a practice that I started doing, I thought, wow, like there's just something that feels so good about investing money and time and efforts in caring for myself mm-hmm. like that. And like whether you want to wax or shave or grow, you know, like full mm-hmm. on is irrelevant that there is this thing about a ritual or a beauty ritual for mm. your pussy, however that feels to you, that's really, you know, and makes me feel just as good as like getting my hair highlighted or buying new lipstick or whatever, Mm. you know, like that it is this um, like really awesome opportunity to really focus energy on it. And I didn't think of it like that until I started this work through the pussy portal where I was Mm. like, huh, that really is something that like I do for myself that is intentional, you know, like to care that even though sometimes I think that, uh, Brazilian waxing in general gets a bad rap for people, you know, like you're not doing, I know that that in my own process, I've been really excited to do that kind of, work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just makes me like, I don't know, it feels like such a honored vessel all of a sudden, you know, like I'm so getting in touch with, um, the power around attention on my pussy, but not like for me, and this is also, I think, kind of a spin off of like the whole self-love thing that I'm super into right now is like working on with yourself mm-hmm. and how so many of us are so hyper-focused in, especially in younger years, but then definitely as we get older that we want to work on relationships with other people, mm-hmm. with our significant others, with our friends, with our coworkers, with our children, you know, like whatever it is. And like, what does it mean to just work on that relationship? with yourself um so yeah um well i too i'm a fan you're a waxer i'm a waxer (laughs) um but i know it's not for everybody i mean when i tell people like that i do it so regularly they're like that's barbaric i'm like i get shade for it for sure like it Um, yeah what like once a month I do mine about every five weeks. I, do, I go five or six, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to get mine waxed after, but it hasn't been so long. But, you know, but there was, there were, there have been times where, like, I've been full bush and, like, loved it just as much. Like, there's beauty in all the phases, but there's still, like, care and routine that goes around it, like, any other time, you know? So it doesn't matter if I'm fully grown out or if I'm freshly waxed, like, there's, there's still ritual, there's still ritual yeah. around taking care of yourself, no matter what you choose to do with your body hair that mm-hmm. I think is still like important, you know, mm-hmm. a funny detail. I tried to grow back a bush. I think it was like two years ago, a year ago, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I got it in my head that like I wanted to do that. Um, and I've waxed for so long that it was a disaster. Like. <laughs> It, it just didn't. It just wouldn't grow back in Aww. certain places, you know. Like so, when I did like try to grow it all the way back in, it was super patchy and weird. And I was like, "Yeah, no, this is not." Mm. Um, yeah, it definitely makes the hair like softer. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. 
Um, so let's come back around to, um, cause we have been talking about the pussy portal and some of your other painting offerings, right? Because the pussy portal is this really great blend of like art painting and some technical instruction behind that mm-hmm. alongside this journey that you go on just really getting to know her, right? And mm-hmm. honor and love and respect her. Um, but what are some other offerings that you have right now that people can participate and do work with you? Well, I have one-on-one offerings. I have the photographic ceremonies. I have the artist awakens, which is like a three month super deep dive where it's like sensuality, artistry, embodiment, all of that just kind of like meets Mm. in one spot. And yeah, that's like a more intensive high-end offer that I have. And then I'm also offering one-on-one like day retreats for women who want to explore this work with me. Or we'd probably do like the yoni steaming. I do sound healing as well. And so I'd probably just incorporate that in there. And just that one's like just whatever it needs from each individual person. I'm just going to say it right now. I've been to a few sound healings in my life. And Peyton's is so potent and amazing. (laughs) Like fucking magic. We're going to have a badass ladies club sound healing where we feature Peyton. Like it's going to happen. It has to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. So I do, I do womb clearings with that too. If you like someone just like wants womb, womb sound healing, like. I want that. I want all of it. Um, what I know is like when you're aligned with a teacher, it doesn't matter what offer you jump into like, I'm like just give it to spending me girl. time with Peyton is going to benefit you <laughs> oh, in whatever yes. way you choose to do that um temple of enchantment mm-hmm. is your Instagram handle yeah with underscores in between yeah and we're going to tag all of Peyton's socials and um yeah so you guys can see her offerings and also just like see so much of the visual art because we were excited to talk about the pussy portal and all the work that you do around that but outside of the whole conversation about sexuality and anatomy, uh, just the work that you do artistically is really, really powerful to receive, right? Like scrolling your Instagram Instagram, is so yummy. It's the most beautiful, curated, like I could stare at it all day. Oh, thank you. Yeah, where I'm like, this is the kind of art that like, you want to put up it like I almost want to put it up in my house, but I know yes. that my clients would be like, "Is that a?" And I'm like, "It's exactly what you think it is." I love it. It's so good. It's also like all so many different uh, methods of art that yes. you have mastered. So there's obviously like you're a painter and you draw, but then there's so much graphic art that you mm-hmm. do that like kind of incorporates what's going on um, with modern art, you know, like in the way that I feel like you mesh traditional artistic stuff with some of this graphic and digital art kind of work that you do is really, really powerful when you're talking about um, the spiritual work that you do. So Mm -hmm. like when I see 
some of the things that you've created visually, and then I hear you talk about some of the work that you're doing spiritually, like it just comes together in this really, really beautiful space. Um, so if you're not following Peyton, you want to get on that Instagram and see mm-hmm. um, what she's up to because, yeah, like I said, just and seeing some of it makes a big difference. I just want to say that following women like Peyton and the circle that Peyton runs around with, you know, like the women you work with, um, Suzanne or Sue Ellen, Sue Ellen yeah. or, you know, following mm-hmm. any of those women, um, watching women liberate themselves encourages women like me to liberate myself and you're doing such important work and we've said it a million times. I'll say it again. When we heal ourselves, we heal the world and that that is what we're here for. And, um, it's just so beautiful. Thank Mm. you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, we love you guys and thanks for hanging with us through this, uh, conversation. Like we'll I have said, to count how many times we said pussy. Oh, I can't wait. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go back and yeah, like, send, uh, send it to me. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know. Um, and you'll see more work with Peyton and the Badass Ladies Club in the future. You guys have a really beautiful day. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.